Welcome to the spiritual field, the land of confusion. So many people have so many different opinions, and so many of them contradict. It's almost impossible to figure out what the hell is right and wrong in this field of different opinions. And this confusion is compounded when some of these perspectives are being offered by channelers. For that reason, I am going to clear up for you some of that confusion you have today by explaining to you channeling and channelers. Everything in this universe is made of consciousness. Everything in existence. What that means is interesting. It means that everything can technically be channeled. What a method actor knows that most people don't know is that they are not limited by their individual perspective. Now, the only thing that prevents us from accessing other consciousnesses is our identification with our own. What a method actor knows is that they can actually take on the consciousness of someone or something entirely different by letting go of their own consciousness and perspective first. They can get into characters so deep that they don't even relate to themselves anymore. Often a method actor dies either during or after their most dark and tragic role for this very reason. When this is happening, a person isn't pretending. In pretending, you're using your mind to imagine what it might be to be something else. When we're pretending, we are experiencing something else through the filter of our own consciousness. What a method actor is doing is removing this filter entirely. He or she is consciously choosing to become possessed. It is a form of willing possession. What they are doing is allowing their body to be taken over by another stream of consciousness. In the same way that a radio allows itself to be taken over, by a specific channel being played at a specific frequency. A method actor is good at doing this. Why? Because often a method actor has a very poor grasp on their own individual identity. It may be a detriment to them in some ways, but when it comes to their career, it's a massive benefit. This is why they find this process so easy, though. But here's the thing. All people are actually capable of doing this, but most people are completely identified. That's why they can't do it. Intentional channeling is simply another word for intentional possession. I know that the concept of possession makes people really, really uncomfortable, and it's got such a connotation with somebody not even choosing, but it's just happening to them. But there really is no genuine difference between possession and channeling. Some people who we call channels, like a method actors, are particularly adept at this process of disidentifying so as to make complete open space to allow their body to act like a radio that is receiving a channel being broadcast at a specific frequency. They're adept at allowing themselves to become possessed. Now, technically, like I said before, because everything in this universe is made of consciousness, technically anything in existence could be channeled. But when we talk about channels in the spiritual field, we're talking about a specific thing. Channels like Abraham Hicks, or Jane Roberts and Seth, or Jay-Z Knight and Ramtha, or Lee Carroll and Cryon, for example. What we are referring to when we talk about channels in the spiritual field like this is that a person is channeling a specific entity or a specific group consciousness for the sake of human awakening. 
Now obviously, if what they are channeling is a non-physical being or a non-physical group consciousness, then these consciousness streams exist at a higher dimensional plane. That means that technically they have a more objective perspective than we do in the physical time-space reality. For this reason, they have a very valuable perspective to share. This higher frequency perspective is why it can be so good to get their opinion, to get their perspective. It's also why it can feel so good just to listen to the frequency of what they are communicating. And on top of it being beneficial, there are also some things you need to understand about channels and channeling. Otherwise, you are going to slip into the world of confusion when listening to them. 1. A consciousness that is being channeled is limited by the consciousness of the person channeling it. Anytime a consciousness goes through a channel, it is being altered because it is being passed through a translation device. The best channelers in the world are simply those that can alter it the least. We call these clear channels. Think about it. No language actually exists beyond the dimensions where time and space exist. It would make no sense, would it? You have to perceive yourself to be separate from something to have to communicate through language. Not only that, we have issues with language on our own planet. What do you think the translation is like when you try to change, let's say, Swahili into English? Knowing that, what could be the issue with changing an extraterrestrial language into the English language, or something of the sort? One classic example that we saw of this is with the Bible. Now, the language that the Bible was originally written in made for a really crap translation when it went into English. Why? Because when people were talking about Jesus speaking of himself as the Son of God, what was not understood is that the meaning of Son in that culture was extension. In the same way that a painter would consider a painting an extension of himself. So it's much more likely to translate as, I am a creation or an extension of God than I am the direct son of God, as we think in the English language as a singular progeny. In a universe with 12 distinct dimensions, language begins to fall apart at about the fifth dimension and most beings who are being channeled exist from the six-dimensional consciousness and above. This means that even finding a language to convey that information that is being broadcast by these beings or entities is nothing more than a matching game. It is finding the word that most closely vibrates at a frequency of the concept. And believe me, this is way, way limited. Also, if a channeler has a fixed way of thinking, a fixed set of beliefs, that will inhibit what this channeler is capable of processing and what they are capable of translating. For example, if somebody adheres to the concept of the Bible, everything that is being received through their channel is going to be filtered through the concept of the biblical understanding of your time-space reality. Quite limited, isn't it? Also, manipulation is a huge, huge issue when it comes to channeling. If you so, so desperately are attached to getting a specific answer, the chances are you're going to channel something in alignment with that answer, regardless of whether or not it is the actual answer that you're being given by these entities. 
So we have to get the channels or living translation devices. Some are simply much, much better than others. To be a truly great channel, you have to be willing to have no stable and fixed perspective and allow the perceptual rug to get pulled out from under you over and over again. You have to be an expert of stretching your perspective and total disidentification. Even when an entity chooses a person because they have an empty enough mind to not contradict the frequency with opposing thoughts, or even when they have a loose enough grip on their identity to be a more clear channel for them, it still takes a lot of personal work to get your consciousness high enough to be a match to the consciousness that you are receiving and to stay a match to it. This is the only way to make what is being channeled pure and purely what is actually being conveyed rather than a concept that is being conveyed and then crammed into the limited perceptual reality of the channeler of him or herself. Two, people tend to think that these entities being channeled or that spirit guides, these higher dimensional entities, are always right because they always have the ultimate perspective. This actually isn't the case. I know that what I'm about to say is going to make some of you feel a lot more unsafe within the greater universe, but it's something that you have to know. These beings that exist in these higher dimensional planes, they still have a consciousness. They still have an identity. They still have a perspective. This means their perspective may not actually be objective perspective. This means they have motives. This means they have a rigid perspective. It may be open or not open to changing. <laughs> this means they have perspectives just like humans do. This means even the perspectives of extra-dimensional beings, including spirit guides, can be limited. These beings are in the process of expanding their conscious awareness as well. Their expansion is created through teaching and assisting someone else's life experience. Most of the time they simply see from a higher, more objective vantage point than we do. That's why it's so valuable to get their perspective. But that does not mean that there are not consciousnesses that exist that are more objective than their own. For example, you could say that the average kindergartner in the world today has a more expanded perspective of the world in general than an ant does. But it's easy to see that there are so many people, and that's just people, not even other beings within our universe, that have a much more expanded consciousness and understanding of the world today than the average kindergartner. The reason to listen to these beings that are being channeled is because they hold such a more expansive perspective than the average physical human holds. However, never fall into the trap of thinking that there is not some consciousness which makes theirs seem limited. In other words, there are levels of consciousness in this universe that would view the perspectives that your spirit guides and the beings that are being channeled hold in the same way that we perceive the perspective of an ant, that it is adorably limited. Three, seeing as how so many of these entities come from 11th dimensional consciousness, you need to have a very firm grasp and understanding of 11th dimensional consciousness and also see why it is such a huge issue when 11th dimensional consciousness is being conveyed to a physical human. When an entity or group of entities is coming from an 11th dimensional consciousness, they are coming from a certain perspective, and it is a perspective that invalidates the perspectives at lower dimensional levels. To 11th dimensional consciousness, there is no such thing as death. There is no such thing as time and space. Pain 
is a complete illusion. From 11th dimensional perspective, there is no point to integrate because the purpose of universal expansion through negative and positive is not only apparent, but has been specifically chosen by those who exist at that dimensional wavelength. In 11th dimensional consciousness, free will is an absolute of your existence. From a physical dimensional perspective, death does exist. So does pain. It's absolutely not an illusion. Time and space exist. It is necessary to integrate because from 3D perspective, we are constantly influenced by the fragmentation, which is a reality where separation does exist. In 3D reality, it's absolutely essential to integrate because we have no access to free will. Most of us are operating, in fact, from a space of complete determinism. Now, 11th dimensional reality sees no reason for integration because it believes it's already integrated. And that's the problem. From 11th dimensional consciousness, it is integrated. From 3D dimensional consciousness, it isn't integrated. So, 11th dimensional consciousness isn't actually integrated in the rest of the universe. It thinks it is. It thinks it is just like a narcissist thinks that everyone is an extension of himself. Because it does not experience death, it does not consider death a reality. Because no separation exists in the 11th dimensional field, or should I say the perception of it doesn't exist, even though it exists in the universe, there is no pain. It's an illusion because there is no separation, and all pain is caused by some form of separation. Because it does not experience its fragmentation, it's not the one that's in that perception of separation, it doesn't think fragmentation exists. Because it sees 3D reality as something it created for a learning hologram experience, it doesn't see the reality the same way that we do of 3D. In the same way that we don't see a video game that we create as a reality. It will not recognize the difference between itself and lower dimensional perspectives so as to actually find the uniting factor that creates the integration between dimensions. Now, if you cannot expand wide enough to integrate 11th dimensional perspective with third dimensional perspective, you are in fact enhancing the separation inherent in this universe at large. You are unintentionally and unknowingly on the side of separation and therefore suffering, and you will therefore be selectively identified with your non-physical perspective to the detriment of your physical perspective. The teachers that teach from this perspective are some of the most dangerous people walking the planet today, but they don't think they are. The best way to imagine this is to think of yourself sitting on the couch and playing a virtual reality video game in which you have chosen an avatar for the game. If you come from an 11th dimensional perspective, you do not forget that you created the avatar and you have not forgotten that you are technically sitting on a couch. You know you are not the avatar. You don't have a huge issue with this game because you know it's a game. <laughs> but believe me, if you are quite literally stuck in the perspective of the avatar having no memory of the aspect of you sitting on the couch, you better believe that it's an issue to you if your game is Grand Theft Auto and you get in a car accident. The failure of the consciousness belonging to beings who exist in the 11th dimensional frequency to genuinely own the reality of 3D perspective is what makes it so difficult for channels to be accurate guides through the process of life. They so often lead people into resistance to their own 3D selves. 
Also, even if an avatar within a video game wakes up to the fact that, wait a minute, this isn't all of who I am, I'm also the being sitting on the couch, that doesn't mean that they don't also experience death within that game. Even though reality is different in these different dimensions, it doesn't mean each reality is not equally real. This means whether 11th dimensional perspective would like to admit it or not, death is a reality, so is no death. Suffering is a reality, so is the idea that suffering is an illusion. To understand more about all of this, watch my video titled The Sad Truth About Most Gurus, and realize that most spirit guides are in essence gurus that are identified with the 11th dimensional perspective, because that is where they exist, and they do not have physical bodies. Now an entity that is typically being channeled from the 11th dimensional perspective will say, of course we have a body, because we are you, we are experiencing the physical and non-physical. But be honest, you in the physical, do you feel the separation? Then the 11th dimensional failing is to not recognize that separation is a reality for those in the 3D experience. They have to be able to develop and consciousness, the capacity to hold space for the illusion of suffering and the fact that suffering has no illusion at all. They have to be able to hold space for completely contradictory truths and not just negate 3D reality with their 11th dimensional perspective. Also, I want you to watch my video titled, Why Are Spiritual Teachers So Contradictory? 4. Entities that are being channeled from these higher dimensional frequencies do not have the same attachment to honesty that humans do. Honesty is actually a human value. What these beings will do will tell you whatever you need to hear at a given time for the sake of your own personal expansion. This is especially true if personal expansion of a physical human is their ultimate um, goal or purpose for even being channeled in the first place. They will tell you whatever you need to hear regardless of whether it is true or not. This is why so often what entities will do when they are first being channeled is that they will have a certain message to broadcast to the human race. Now based on how the human consciousness receives that information, they will alter their message so as to get whatever they want to get in terms of a shift. For example, in the 80s, so many of these beings being channeled came down to warn the human race with what the humans were a match to based off of their process of unconscious creation. What they found out quite quickly is that warning a person doesn't make a person shift their focus so as to create something else. Instead, it makes them focus squarely upon it so that they create it. So then, a lot of these entities switched up their game and instead of warning the physical humans, told the physical humans, everything in your future is perfectly amazing. So as to get them to release resistance. <laughs> we can't call it complete and total truth because what most of these beings, being in the 11th dimensional consciousness, saw was all of the life path potentials on Earth. What they saw was the human race barreling towards a third world war. But obviously you can't warn people about that without them creating it, right? So what do you do? You tell them about a utopian society. So the truth that many of these beings who are being channeled actually hold is the truth in and of itself is often what leads people into a state of resistance instead of conscious creation. So they don't have a massive motive being aligned with personal expansion, universal expansion with it to teach you what is true. 5. There is something beyond 11th dimensional reality. There is something beyond oneness. 
If you want to learn more about this, watch my video titled Oneness is Not the Ultimate Truth of the Universe. Universal expansion is already something that this aspect of consciousness that exists beyond the 11th dimension has already evolved beyond. Therefore, the most objective consciousness in the universe so far has outgrown the idea of universal expansion through polarization, the contrast of positive, negative, wanted, and unwanted. The universe has recognized its own split. By split, I mean polarities. It has already recognized that polarity in and of itself, though being the basis for expansion within this universe, is actually the cause of suffering within itself. That means, for this ultimate aspect of universal consciousness, integration is therefore its new desire. To create or to be pure positive is no longer the dominant desire within source consciousness, which is why you're going to see the entities that are channeling this consciousness go into retirement. To create or be pure positive is no longer the desire within you once you recognize all things as part of yourself, which is what this universe has done. You no longer see things from a perspective of polarity. At that point, the desire to integrate is not coming from the idea that you have to accept what you don't want to accept or like what you do not like. In fact, it can't come from this idea. Integration is seen as the only way to end resistance. Polarity, including wanted and unwanted, positive and negative, is in and of itself a resistant state of being. It is resistance to who and what the universe really is. And therefore, the only way for the universe to be authentic is to be integrating. I love channeling. I love channels. The perspective that they have can be so incredibly beneficial to break you out of these limited paradigms that so many of you have in the third dimensional perspectives. However, if you don't understand these things about channels and channeling, you can lead yourself far down the path of confusion and limited perspective. So, it's time to expand your mind. Have a good week. Bye.